0: You're about to listen to an episode of Legally Fond. This episode is brought to you in association with LawSchool.ie. LawSchool.ie is Ireland's leading provider of tuition for the FE1 or King's Inn's entrance exams. Each course is delivered live online with a specific exam focus and supported by the latest manuals. Shorter, pre-recorded workshops are also available, and courses commence every year in June and November. Register anytime at lawschool.ie and for a 10% discount on any course, just use the discount code Legally You're listening to Legally Fond. This episode is supported by Catherine Appello. Inspiration and wellness in one site. Looking for inspiration, advice, and great aromatherapy and related products? If you are looking for a place to be inspired by a blog, the arts, and to find quality products, then visit www apello inspirationcom See you there. Twas the night before Christmas and inside Leinster House Pascal Donoghue was stirring the EU Commission ready to pounce.
1: Well young man, what's your name?
2: Hello Santa, I'm Pascal Donoghue, the, the Minister for Finance, uh, thank you very much.
1: And what can I get you this year for Christmas?
2: Well Santa, I'm very glad you asked me that question, thank you very much. Um, I'd be much obliged if the Irish Exchequer could get uh, 13 billion euros this year. Uh, we've had a bit of a, an unexpected, uh, would you say, pandemic. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, and please and thank you, yes i please. Like I've been a very good boy and Fianna Gael has been very good. And Fianna Fáil, if all have kept their, their hands clean this, this year so far and, and the Greens, uh, the greens, we're happy the Greens are there and uh, we'd be very happy if you could give us 13 billion euros, please, Santa
1: Well, 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 I thought you already had 13 billion euros don't get greedy
2: now there Well, Santa, I know you were very good with, with, with me earlier on I'm president of the Eurogroup but I, I was really hoping that, 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 that Apple that, oh, who said anything about Apple, I'm sorry just, uh, the 13 billion be really, and a surprise, please, Santa so in August 2016, the European Union Commission issued a decision to Ireland regarding what is now known as the, the Apple tax ruling, in which it said that Ireland had been granting illegal state aid to the, uh, to Apple in the form of tax breaks. The illegal state aid concerned profits won by Apple over the course of the years from 1991 to 2015, and the amount of profit Was 16 billion euro in total, but under the Irish tax rate system of 12.5%, which is the second lowest in Europe, 50 million was all that was taxable. This meant that the commission said 13 billion. Uh, was left uh, to be paid by Apple in the form of back tax because of what they accused of being a sweetheart deal between the Irish government and Apple, which they said wasn't available to any other company in Ireland. In July of this year, the European General Court issued a ruling that said that Brussels, the Commission, had failed to prove to the requisite legal standard that Ireland had indeed given Apple a tax break. The current amount of money, 14.3 billion, that's the 13 billion plus interest, is sitting in an escrow account because, unsurprisingly, the European Union Commission in September lodged an appeal to the European Courts of Justice to see could they finally get satisfaction in the highest court of Europe regarding this particular issue. Pierce, tax expert. Tell us about the history of Ireland's corporate tax system. I will. Happily. Like we said, the tax rate in Ireland at present, the corporate tax rate in Ireland at present is 12.5%, which is a bit out of step with our European friends. Um, Quite considerably. In fact, the lowest corporate tax rate in Europe is Hungary with 9% Um, we're just above that with 12.5%. The vast majority of other European countries come in around the 25%, 30% mark. If you look at similarly sized economies, Belgium, 33% or or there, thereabouts. Um, You have Austria as well, which is 25%, and you have Greece at 29%. So, you know, these are considerably higher than than what Ireland has for what is a similar sized economy. And then the big players of Germany and France are around the 30% mark. As well, but we have a long history of of having this, what is often accused of being a tax haven in regards to uh, taxing company income. It began under the uh, premiership of Charles Haughey in 1981, when the 10% uh, corporate tax rate was introduced for manufacturing industries. This later evolved um, as part of Haughey's kind of creating of a financial hub in Dublin in 1987 to extend to financial services industry. The tax rate as we know it, unsurprisingly, came about during more Fianna fall years in 1998, uh, first introduced under uh, Charlie McCreevy as Minister for Finance, and it came into force at 12.5% in 2003, and it has remained unchanged since then. There have been a few modifications to the tax system, but the rate itself stands at 12.5%. This has been the subject of a lot of criticism, notably... During the time of the euro crisis, the the, uh, credit crunch, the economic collapse across Europe in 2011 when we had to go for our second bailout, there was a big issue, particularly from the likes of Sarkozy, the French president and Merkel, the uh, German chancellor were pushing for Ireland to raise its tax rate, its corporate tax rate to be more in line with Europe in exchange for getting a healthy bailout package. Uh, Enda Kenny said no, uh, both to Merkel and Sarkozy. And Sarkozy was quite vocal in this criticism and, you know, to be honest, it makes a bit of sense. He said, look, we respect uh, our Irish friends um, but you can't keep coming to us and saying, please help us when our tax rate is so out of step with the rest of Europe. So that forms the basis for what we're going to talk about today, I guess.
1: It's a bit hypocritical from Sarkozy though, considering there's often a difference between uh, stated corporate tax rate and the effective corporate tax rate. And in France, it's, I think you said, a sixth of what it's actually stated as. So I don't know how much I'd listen to them now, those Eurocrats coming over telling us what to do.
0: And it's not like Ireland's economy failed because of our low corporate tax rate. The, I think the corporate tax rate is separate to our needing of a bailout. I think that was kind of a cheeky political way to to link those two things together.
2: Yeah, I mean, like it, it's funny that you, when you're mentioning effective tax rate, though, of course, in 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 2016, when the EU issued this decision against Apple and Ireland, they said the effective tax rate of Ireland, the effective corporate tax rate of Ireland, was less than one percent. So, I mean, a sixth is bad when it comes from the French, but but like less than one percent is 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 comically low. Um, but yeah, you're you're absolutely right. I think if anything, I mean, we take in 10 billion euro a year or almost 10 billion from the corporate tax rate as it stands that's 2000 euro per person that's not bad for a tax rate that is criticized for being too low
1: but we get a lot of income declared through ireland that's why we get so much of it like we have like ireland's quite a business friendly economy Mm -hmm. you know there's a lot business up until about you know circa march 2020 was going really really well so you know, obviously, tax would be higher, and you know that's what's paying for that's what pays for the roads. Well,
0: it's a balancing exercise for governments between you don't want to make it too high, therefore disincentivizing these companies from coming to do business in Ireland, but also you don't want to make it too low so that the receipts from the tax mm-hmm. are not enough to, to fund public services and stuff. But we got this announcement in July of July of this year, July of twenty twenty. Yes, so July this, of twenty twenty
2: the judgement of the European
0: General Court. The judgement came out and they said the European Commission has lost. Ireland has won the case. But has Ireland really won? Because in one sense, Ireland has, has won its appeal to the decision of the European Commission. But it was appealing receiving 13 billion euros worth of cash, which is in a bank account, which we are rightly entitled to, according to the European Commission. What what are your views on this? Have we really won here?
1: Like if the rules were broken it's different. So they said that there wasn't specific state aid to Apple. That's basically like that's what the ruling said, wasn't it?
2: Well, it it said yeah that they couldn't they couldn't prove that um Apple had been granted illegal state aid through the form of tax breaks and also the the key area was or the key um issue at play in the European uh, Commission's de- decision regarding this. They said that this sweetheart deal, as they called it, was only afforded to Apple. They couldn't prove this. They couldn't say that Apple exclusively enjoyed this particularly low tax rate. And th- this is why it failed.
1: Again, if the rules weren't broken, then as much as there may have been an issue with the fact that we didn't tax them enough, you know, it does, that doesn't necessarily mean that we should just take the money because, again, if the rules weren't broken, then... The rules aren't broken; it's Apple's money.
0: But doesn't it seem silly that a government who is entitled, the European Commission have said to Ireland, Take "The money's the money. in the bank account. Take us. Here you go. We'll send us your IBAN. Send us your Revolut. We'll we'll send it to you." And Ireland is like, "No, we don't want the money." Well, no, I mean, like we're saying,
2: we're saying Ireland. It was in 2016. It was the uh, it was Enda Kenny's government who appealed it. Sinn Féin and the Greens were opposed to it. Not sure what the green stance on it now, seeing as they're in <laughs> in bed with Fine Gael, But Sinn Fein certainly, and Pierce Doherty has said that amount of money could build fifty thousand social houses, which is our most recent episode talking talking about the um, social housing um, issue. It could write off ten percent of Ireland's national debt. Could fund free public transport, free tuition fees. Probably a lot for less years. than
1: ten percent now after we've started paying. Yeah, out yeah, fa- very
2: fair. But yeah, exactly. Probably now more than ever we could do with that money. Uh, but they said no. Uh, it's it's the fear. I mean, look, Apple has a lot of sunk money in in their offices in Cork. I don't think it'd be a matter of them upping sticks. Uh, overnight and, and moving to Hungary, for example, where where the corporate tax rate is, is lower. But I suppose it would set a precedent or perhaps tarnish the view that Ireland is a tax-friendly environment for businesses. Maybe that's not a good image. Maybe we shouldn't be proud of that image that we are seen in the most vast majority of the rest of Europe anyway as a tax haven.
1: Well, people who don't like the fact that, you know, all the, these companies are attracted to Ireland, I think, say that. You know, it's a good thing to be business-friendly. It's good for... You know, the economy, it's good for Dublin City, it's good for the rest of Ireland. I don't think that would be the the way that I'd criticize it. I'd say that, you know, what jumps out to me is that, yeah, it may not have been specific to Apple, but these kind of tax breaks are only afforded to very large companies with a lot of money to spend on lawyers and accountants to get them out of it. Like, this doesn't apply to most small and medium, medium enterprises in Ireland. That's the actual issue with it. Mm-hmm. again to be perfectly honest if the tax rate was whatever less than 1% for all small and medium enterprises in Ireland to be perfectly honest I wouldn't really have that much of a problem with it like yeah. to, it, that wouldn't jump out to me as an issue
0: Well, if that's, it was fair that's the thing I agree with you that look Ireland is a sovereign nation it's entitled to uh, decide its own tax policy and if we want to have the second lowest corporate tax rate in Ireland or for that matter if we want to reduce our tax rate and want to have the lowest corporate tax rate in the EU that's fine so be it as long as every country every company in Ireland is designated with that same tax rate you cannot have a situation i think it's it's grossly unfair to SMEs where you have a situation where only the richest companies, the ones who can afford to pay the most tax mm. get the biggest discounts on yeah. their tax bills. That is not fair.
2: Like I look, I I mean the the deal in question is actually no longer in place, this sweetheart deal. Okay. Um now we haven't gotten into and, and cook c- Pascal on here Yes. These are operations that are based out of cork, uh, theoretically on paper, but are earning their profits across EU member states and then paying a very low rate of tax solely in Ireland and all the profits are being repatriated it's to not, the United so then, States.
1: But again, you can understand why other countries would be annoyed because it's not the fact that Ireland has a low corporate tax rate that they're annoyed at. They're annoyed at the fact that essentially they're losing revenue.
2: Yeah. I mean, but but let's let like I I you touched on it here talking about sovereignty as well. Let's look at the legal aspect of or what what the alternative for the EU Commission is. And I think if we were to take this lying down and say yes, we'll take Brussels' decision on something that is inherent to national sovereignty, i.e., the setting of a national tax rate, and say we're going to accept this. This is a very worrying trend towards what what may eventually happen in Europe of having a common tax policy whereby there's a flat rate applied across all states. I don't think that would work just by virtue of the fact much the same reason why there's issues with a common currency. We have very different types of economies, very different industrial bases, very different stages of development in economies. If you look at Portugal, Greece, compared to Germany and France, they're not in the same ballgame, and yet we have the same currency across the the majority of the European Union.
1: With the risk of going too far into economics, yeah, that's that's a very good point, because the euro for some countries is undervalued, which benefits countries like germany who export a lot of you know whether it's cars or lederhosen you know correct Mm -hmm. me on the pronunciation but then punishes countries that has to import those things so you know greece doesn't make many cars so it has to import them and that makes them cost more to you know the individual consumer so again that hurts some people and we are an export economy so i don't know how much we should really complain
0: so you're saying that apple is making money all throughout the EU and it's all being kind of funneled through this corporate structure in Ireland. Well that's
2: certainly the criticism. I mean the the Dutch MEP Paul Tang made this point that
0: he accused Ireland of being a a tax pirate. Would it be fair that the revenues that you earn in any specific country or the profits that you earn in any specific country are taxed in that country? So let's say there is an EU-wide corporation and it makes 5 million profit in Ireland. It gets taxed at those 5 million profit in Ireland, but then it makes an additional 5 million in the Netherlands. It gets taxed on that 5 million in the Netherlands as opposed to the Irish corporate entity counting for all its revenues and all its profits and it's it being taxed only in Ireland where it's headquartered. That
1: defeats the purpose of the European Union though. Because the European Union is that like you can sell to any country in Europe without having to pay any extra tax and without having to go through any trade barriers. That's customs.
0: No, but this is like a corporation tax. I'm... But it,
1: but even again, like the point of the European Union is that it, it makes it very, very easy to do business across the border, right? Like it is incredibly easy. Like we can sell to, if somebody in France wants to sponsor us, please reach out to us. Then we can do so across the border with and just pay tax from where we're based. That makes it incredibly easy. If we had to do that in France and then had to do that in England, and sorry, bad example, and in Belgium and in Germany, then you have twenty-seven different countries to declare tax in. It makes it more difficult.
2: Look, there, there is a an IDA brochure that I was looking at, which is meant to attract um, foreign direct investment to Ireland, and there seems to be a bit of certainly an Irish delusion regarding this because. The first things we mention in the brochure are talent and education, connected research, our productivity, our competitiveness, our ease of doing business. Tax falls in the middle of this brochure and it has one almost footnote dedicated to to it. And I, I think there's an element of us kidding ourselves that the primary reason... Companies are here. Is not so much that we. No,
1: I think there's a, no. There's. Talent education is important. We have a good education system. We have. A lot of so people does going the, the rest th- of Europe. Yeah, but we advise. have a lot of people going to third level. We do speak English, and that is important.
2: So does the rest of Europe.
1: Probably better than us, but in it, like as in, we we speak English as our first language, and that is like you know, for, especially for American companies, that makes it easier to move over. Mm.
0: And we have great cultural and historical links to the US. Yeah, Which is, is an important factor.
1: Like Joe Certainly. Biden, friend of Ireland. Yes, yeah. For sure.
2: Let's look at the kind of the legal aspect of it and just regarding why why it came about in the first place. Um, there is a provision, uh, Article 107, in the Treaty for the Functioning of the European Union, which is a very old treaty. I think it's the Treaty of Rome, essentially 1957, or in the 50s anyway. And this forbids state aid. There's also, of course, the... Provision where, or the preamble to the Treaty of Rome, where they talk about an ever closer union. Do you think this sort of language? And of course, we had the we we, we talked before about the um, the uh, referendum on the constitution of Europe, which the French and and Dutch voters rejected. Do you think this sort of language, though, uh, an ever closer union? The idea of particularly in the face of, let's say, rising China and and certainly during during John Donald Trump's presidency, kind of protectionist American policies that we need to start consolidating a tax policy and how, how well that would be received across your, presumably quite happily by the Germans and the French, seeing as theirs is quite high. But smaller countries, how, how would they react or would there be legal grounds for this to even come about in the first place?
0: Well, it seems to me there's a massive paranoia in the Irish civil service about these companies just legging us if we increased our our corporate tax rate. Their presence in Ireland is somewhat sticky. As you said, they've sunk costs. They've built factories in Ireland. They're manufacturing in Ireland. They employ thousands, tens of thousands of people in Ireland. And I think people overestimate maybe their ability to just leave Ireland. And maybe some of the other things that Ireland has to offer, particularly post-Brexit, where we are the only English-speaking country in the EU, which is of value to us, definitely. I think, do we agree it's probably the next big battle in the EU, uh, common probably, tax
1: policy? I, I do think that it is important that, it, you know, that we retain some sovereignty. I don't want to make this into some sort of, like, discussion on an Irish, you know, Irish exit referendum, because, you know, the EU does great things. But the idea of an ever-closer union will at some point become, well, are you United States of Europe? or are we do we still retain are we Irish first or European first as in that that will like we will eventually have to answer that kind of question if you have a common policy that reduces flexibility for certain regions so if one region in order to help its own economy needs to kind of alter that tax policy to suit itself that flexibility won't be afforded to it if there is a common tax policy and that can that that will have detrimental effects just as you, as you said earlier um like a common currency that essential detrimental effects of some regions of Europe.
0: From an economic standpoint, governments have two kind of levers that they can pull up and down. They've got monetary policy which is interest rates and money supply and they've got fiscal policy which is taxes and public spending and and that kind of thing. We've already ceded our monetary policy entirely to the ECB with a common currency. They set our interest rates. The only thing that each country has, each government has control of over is is fiscal policy. We reduced our VAT rate to kickstart the hospitality industry. We have, you know, toyed around with probably nearly every tax rate to to stimulate the economy or to, you know, to take advantage of increased tax receipts in whatever area was performing well. So um, I, I agree with you, Alex. I think it's important that... You know, it's twenty-seven countries at varying different uh, stages of development economically. But even they have different and different economic cycles. Just some are in boom, while some are not booming. They've got to be able to, or to they rely that. on
1: different industries as well. Some are more Im- import, some are more exports. You know, we have a very large, you know, industry surrounding food, surrounding technology, surrounding pharmaceuticals. Not every country's like that. You know, their their economies are structured and weighted differently. And you know, as you as you said, yeah, we three different sectors. So hospitality is at thirteen and a half percent. You know, some businesses are completely VAT exempt, like education. Up until recently, like hairdressers and barbers were at nine percent, but now they've gone up to thirteen and a half. That's flexibility afforded to a government to help an economy, a particular economy. And it's a very blunt it'll be a very blunt instrument to do across half a billion people in twenty seven different countries. And twenty seven very different countries as well. This isn't like the United States. It's not like, you know, comparing, you know, Arkansas and Kansas. You know, it's like Ireland and Slovenia or Greece and Germany. Although you could say that, like, you know, California is a hell of a lot different California Georgia, you
2: know. as an economy is bigger than that of Russia's.
1: It's bigger than a lot of places. Yeah, I think <laughs> it's, it's the than fourth biggest
2: places. in the world, is it, if it were to exist as its own country?
1: If you bake a cake, okay. okay, you, you know, you've got the flour, you've mixed all the ingredients. And then I take half of that cake. That's mm. not fair. You've made the cake. No, well, listen, thank get, you, uh,
0: Alex Thatcher, for that
1: uh, <laughs> wonderful <laughs> analogy.
0: But then the government will come along and give you a nice warm beverage to wash the cake down with for free because you you sacrifice. Yeah, but well, I'll probably have cake. to
1: wait six months for it as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and exactly, it might just the kill me. So. Government.
2: Yeah, it, yeah. You'd be there standing in a queue, and it'd be lukewarm by the time you got it. It wasn't what you asked for as well, and it's gone up in price since the time you started in the queue. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Tax is important. I'm not quite going through taxes thefts yet in this discussion. You know, maybe give it five minutes. But, like, for income tax, it's a progressive tax here. So, you know, the more you earn, and the more, basically means the more you can afford to pay and the more the government take. Well, why don't we do that with corporation tax? Surely that would help a lot of small businesses like you know we're a very entrepreneurial economy we have a lot of small startups
2: well i suppose much the same as like a lot of individuals do very wealthy individuals in the state like they 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 do, they're resident outside the state for however many days they have to be to avoid paying tax or they they base their bank accounts in the cayman islands or the channel islands or wherever the case may be we do rely very heavily on american uh american investment uh, about according to the american chamber of Co- commerce uh, American companies, directly and indirectly, combine, combined make up twenty percent
1: of the Irish workforce in terms of the numbers
2: they employ. That's a huge number, but that's also, also a huge amount of taxpayers. They also, like.
1: yeah, they also, all those individuals then pay an incredible pay amount of, and exactly. all the stuff they buy, you pay tax on, etc. I understand all that,
2: but is there a laziness? I suppose with 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 a low corporate tax rate that it kind of says, you know, it's kind of punches pilot. Uh, attitude from the state of washing their hands insofar as God, know,
1: let's not get religious. we'll religious.
2: wait for other countries to come in with their businesses to essentially take up the slack from, from our failure to create a stimulating environment for Irish entrepreneurship.
1: But that is, a, like, sorry, low taxes is part of a stimulating environment to Irish entrepreneurship. Because, again, if a startup has to pay 33% in Belgium and 12.5% here, it's a lot easier to to do business here and set up a business here like that is part of a business friendly environment is yeah. low tax
2: look
0: if it ain't broke don't fix it it works for us evidently
1: having said that I would like 13 billion I'll manage it listen
0: we'll so. take it we bypass the mm-hmm. government we'll spend it ourselves do you, no, do you think? Hey, look, brought to you yeah. by the European Union Commission <laughs>